This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. You know what year this song peaked on the radio? 1999. It's also the same year the Wisconsin Film Festival got its start. And now it's 25 years old, all grown up, and coming to theaters across town soon. Tickets go on sale this weekend. And so today, we're getting a sneak peek into the festival with operations director Ben Reiser. It's Wednesday, March 8th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Ben, hello. Bianca, hello to you. Ah, it's an exciting time of year. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the film festival is coming upon us. Mm-hmm. Like a big tidal mm-hmm. wave, like a tsunami. Tsunami, which tsunamis outside of the devastation are, are beautiful. Um, I like storm fronts. Anywho, learning a lot about me. Let's learn about the festival. <laughs> <laughs> What's new this year at the festival? Well, what's new this year is that we we have the same footprint as we have for the last few festivals in that we have uh, four on-campus venues at UW-Madison, but then also three screens over at Hilldale, which up until this year was known as AMC Madison 6, and before that was the Sundance Cinema 608, I think they call it, Sundance 608, uh, after our charming area code but this year it's just us over there we've taken over i always joke that doing the wisconsin film festival is like opening like seven pop-up movie theaters for one week every year it's only ever really just been a half of a joke i mean it's sort of what we do but this year it's totally what we're doing because there's nobody in charge over at hilldale except for us they've sort of handed us the keys and said go ahead do whatever you want before we uh turn this into a bunch of smaller retail spaces. Then Lizzie, the boys are back in town. We're taking over. <laughs> yes, yes. But the boys are having to figure out how to sell popcorn for the first time ever and uh, oh. uh, uh, figure out who's going to clean the bathrooms at the end of the night. Some stuff that we've oh. never had to really contemplate before. Well, that's kind of fun. Logistics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Extra butter. That's what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so for folks who don't know, give us a, a sense of scope. Like how many movies are there? This year we're showing 160 films over the course of eight days at five venues, but seven screens. Because we've got three at Hilldale. And then we're also at Shannon Hall uh, in the Memorial Union. We're at 4070 Vilas Hall, which is our sort of home cinema that we call Cinematech. Uh, we're at uh, the Marquee at Union South, and we're at the Chazen Museum of Art. It's so exciting. Like, it's a full-on enterprise. It is. It's a city-wide takeover. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And, you you know, you were talking about, you know, one of the theaters is the AMC theater, the old Sundance. You bring it back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Can we see movies there like every day of the festival? It sounds like if you you have the whole thing to yourself. Yeah. Our opening night is Thursday, April 13th. And so that night we're only showing one movie. It's at Shannon Hall, uh, which is our 1100 seat theater that we have on campus. Um, our old movie palace, uh, as we like to refer to it. Uh, but it's pretty comfortable too. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, yeah. I think they, they, they renovated it maybe, uh, seven or eight years ago. I think they put in new seats. It's nice. It's a nice space. And we, uh, we bring in these guys from Chicago who set up a gigantic screen, bring in their own sound system, bring in a state of the art projector. And so it's it's fun. It's fun. We try to find movies that are going to fill that space in the most exciting ways. Um, But then, as you were asking about Hilldale, yes. So then starting Friday, April 14th, we're at Hilldale for the next seven days. So even after our campus location shut down at the end of the day on Sunday, we still have four more days where we're just hanging out at Hilldale. So it's like after all this sort of fun and parties and lots of guests over the weekend, then we hunker down for four days and just get serious about watching a ton of movies. Seriousness. I also, I hear um, when I'm thinking about like some serious criticism, you guys have Manola Dargis, the New York Times film critic coming back that feels fancy what's cooking there uh it's exciting manola was on campus um maybe a year and a half ago two years ago i'm bad with timelines but but fairly recently as she came to visit and do some research at uh, the wisconsin center for film and television research and spoke to students and we did a cinematech screening with her and uh cinematech has its own podcast called cinema talk And at the last minute, I was talking to Professor Emeritus David Bordwell, who was hanging out with Manola while she was here and said, hey, it would be great to do a podcast with you and Manola. And he said, "Okay, sure. And then on our way down to the podcast studio, he said, "Um, I'm not going to stay for the podcast. You you go ahead and interview Manola. (laughs) I was like, what? Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so I uh, had a, a very nerve wracking half an hour or so with Manola. Uh, oh, one I'm on sure one. you were great. Yeah, I don't know. And also for folks who don't know, David Boardwell, like he and his wife Kristen Thompson, like wrote the book mm-hmm. on film on film uh, history classes. They're serious fun. They're serious criticism. It, it's a it's a banger. It's all a banger. One of the exciting things about the festival is uh, the Wisconsin's own series, and that's something you run, um, where you show local selections specifically. What's on the docket there this year? Yeah, so out of the 160 films that are showing at the festival this year, 46 of them are Wisconsin's own, which is films that either were made by filmmakers with a connection to Wisconsin, either they were born here, grew up here, went to school here, still live here, drove through the state on their way from the East Coast to the West Coast. We're pretty liberal about um, our Wisconsin qualifications. But yeah, we've got some fantastic. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm joking about. Like, would Kamala Harris count? Because I guess she lived here like from age four to five. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I would say yes. Okay. But here's the thing. So if Kamala Harris was, uh, uh, you know, she decided to leave politics and, and became a film composer and she composed the score for a film, we'd say, okay, fine. But if Kamala Harris Harris decided she was a drummer 
and she played, you know, tambourine or something on one track during the film uh, that you hear in the background, like on a radio or something, then we'd probably say, I don't know about this Kamala Harris uh, connection for, right. for Wisconsin Zone. Well, I would say that one thing that we try to do on the Wisconsin Zone Programming Committee is is find films that we feel proud to show alongside the rest of the festival, which are all of these amazing films from around the world and from drawing from the entire history of cinema. You know, we don't want the Wisconsin Zone. We don't want people leaving a Wisconsin Zone screening thinking like, oh, I get why they showed that film because it's from Wisconsin. We want people to walk out saying, I get why they showed that film because it's just about as great as the film I saw from France uh, the night before. And we have some some really great shorts from Wisconsin's own filmmakers and also features. I'm really excited about a documentary uh, made by a Milwaukee-based filmmaker, Chris James Thompson. It's called We Are Not Ghouls, and we're showing it at our big house, Shannon Hall, I think on the Saturday of the festival in the afternoon. An amazing documentary about the treatment of prisoners at Guantanamo Bay and uh, the sort of military trials that they decided to have for these prisoners that they had labeled terrorists and sort of the story behind that, in particular, one military lawyer who got assigned to represent one of these Guantanamo Bay prisoners and what she found out about the way that these prisoners had been taken into custody and, and the charges against them. And it's it's really, it's kind of depressing, but also amazing, wonderfully done. And I'm super excited because that lawyer, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Yvonne Bradley, is actually going to come and be a guest at the festival and do a Q&A after the film. So that's super exciting. Wow. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. That sounds really, really strong. But let me also say that as I look over the 160 films this year, I see more than usual, a lot of great, what I call popcorn movies, you know, really just great entertainments, a bunch of really exciting action thrillers, a bunch of really great comedies, uh, including our opening night selection, which is called Luxembourg, Luxembourg, which is a film by a Ukrainian director and uh, takes place in Ukraine, pre-Russian invasion and war, but a wonderful, very droll comedy that I think people are going to really, really love on opening night. And so I'm excited to see not only the real great serious dramas and documentaries from around the world, but also that we're also have a lot of movies that I would just call just pure entertainment, whether they're, you know, thrillers or comedies or other genre films. I'm really excited about We Are Not Ghouls. Now I, I feel like I want to come through because I, I spent a lot of my time watching comedies. I also had a friend who worked at Guantanamo. He was like with Amnesty International. And so this sounds like, that sounds like quite the event. You're going to love this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm in. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I also, I hear you have a secret screening, so naturally, give us the goods. What, <laughs> what, can, you, what can you share with us about that, if anything? 
it is, uh, yes, the first time that we're doing this, as far as I know. Uh, but um, Mike King, who's our artistic director, uh, came up with this film that he uh, is really excited to show. But for various reasons, we're not uh, we're not saying what it is. Uh, only that uh, you won't be sorry if you buy a ticket for it and you come see it. You'll be thrilled. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I would say fun. Fun is a good word for this secret screening. So we talked about a, a couple of films. There's an event happening tonight. Mm. Uh, the First Look event. Can you talk about that? What do we need to know about, about the First Look event? Well, there's all kinds of traditions and rituals associated with the Wisconsin Film Festival. This is our 25th year. And so there are things that have just taken hold. And one of those things is people get really excited when we uh, publish our printed edition of the film guide, which is the first time that people will find out what are these 160 films. And we do in-depth write-ups on each one of the films and we reveal the schedule, when they're going to be showing, what venues are going to be at, what time of day, all that stuff. And so traditionally that guide appears uh, nested into what used to be that week's issue of Isthmus. Now Isthmus has gone monthly, but the kind folks over there have agreed for the last two years to move their publication date from the first Thursday of the month in March to the second Thursday, uh, which is gives us enough time to prepare that guide and give it to them so they can get it printed and put into Isthmus. But at some point we thought, hey, some of these people who obsess about waiting for that guide to appear in their copy of Isthmus might be interested in getting their hands on the guide before anybody else. And so we created this event called First Look at the Fest, which happens the night before Isthmus gets distributed. And so people pay to get into this event. And the first thing we do is hand them a cop, their own very own copy of the guide. And then we show them an hour's worth of coming attractions for the films that we're going to be showing at the festival. We have uh, food and drink. Um, and music and just lots of fun. This year it's at the Great Dane Brewing Company and Pub at the Hilldale location uh, in the back in the pool room. But what makes me smile every year is that for all of the food and drink and the coming attractions and all the other stuff and the chance to mingle, what happens is uh, 150, 200 people show up, they get their guide, they plop themselves down at a table with their reading glasses and uh, a pen or a pencil or a highlighter, and then they spend the next two or three hours just pouring over that guide. It's uh, it's weird. It's almost like watching like a crossword puzzle tournament or something. It's it's the it's the goofiest, nerdiest uh, sort of soiree that I've ever attended. Uh, or been a part of. Well, Ben, I'm going to be there tonight. Like, I'm coming, and uh, I don't have reading glasses yet, but maybe I'll wear my glasses so I can fit in. Yeah, just wear, like, those, you know, fake glasses that people wear on screen if their character's supposed <laughs> yeah. to have glasses. Uh, I do wear glasses, generally, oh, or okay. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds that sounds very fun. Um, and, you know, we COVID is still circulating in Madison. Are there any precautions that folks are taking, or uh, you're asking? Masks are optional and, of course, social distancing. Uh, if you're into that, please go ahead and socially distance yourself. Other than that, no, we don't have any firm restrictions uh, in place. We, we will have masks available at all of our screenings uh, for people who forget theirs and want to wear one. And, and, and it's true. Some of our screenings get quite full 
if not sold out, but some of them do get sold out. And so I'm all for taking precautions. We know that the tickets go pretty fast. Do you have any pro tips for how to get get your hands on tickets? You know, if you're not at the first look event. Yeah. You know, first of all, it used to be a thing that people would worry about shows selling out right away and want to be the first one uh, in line on Saturday uh, morning for when we open up ticket sales at noon. Uh, But I would say that in the last few years, the online ticketing technologies, I know we all hear terrible things about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift concerts and things like that, but uh, the platform that we've been using, Eventive, uh, has been working super smoothly for us. And, uh, you know, people used to think that they that their best bet was to line up at our physical box office, which this year is going to be at that AMC Hildale space on Saturday morning and wait. But I think we've finally been able to convince people that staying home and just ordering tickets online is probably faster and easier and it costs the same amount of money. There is no discount for showing up in person. No street cred? No. (laughs) No, don't go. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. We're like, hey, stay home. You know, we'll be there for you if you need us, if you want to pay cash or something. But otherwise, you'd be doing yourselves a favor if you just ordered online. But yes, some films will certainly sell out. Uh, we're showing the last picture show, the Peter Bogdanovich film on the last night of the festival. It'll be the last film that we show at uh, Hilldale. Um, and I have a feeling people are gonna dive all over that screening. Uh, but the other thing that we do that's a tradition at the festivals, we have these things called rush lines, where if you don't have a ticket to a film and you are unable to get a ticket in advance for a film, you can still show up at the venue, line up maybe about an hour before the film starts. And if 15 minutes before or 10 minutes before the film starts, if we still have empty seats, if there's people who've bought tickets and then for whatever reason haven't shown up for the film, they got sick, they turns out they had something else to do out of town, uh, we will resell those empty seats. And we have a pretty good track record of being able to get just about everyone in who wants to see a film uh, who's hanging out on that rush line. I am remembering this now, that's that's heartening. Yeah. So the guide is being published Thursday. Tickets yep. for the general public are going on sale on Saturday. Yep. Like you said, there's yep. this first look event, Yep. Um, but tickets, you can get your tickets from home on Saturday. <laughs> so be ready for that basically, you don't have to come in line. It's probably faster to just do it from wherever wherever you access the internet yeah <laughs> do what you're do what you're most comfortable with if you'd want to come to hilldale and say hi to us and walk into the lobby of the theater for the first time since uh the end of november we'll be there hanging out with smiles on our faces and laptops and ticket printers at the ready i love it i wanted to ask you about uh some of the promotions it looks like there's almost like clip art on it like retro swag, like bring me back to Clippy. <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah, that is that is the idea. Christina King is our art director and her pitch to us, her concept for this year's graphics was like 90s style, sort of MTV era. Yes, sort of clip art and, and weird cartoony stuff, the kind of fonts and the kind of imagery that that was in vogue back in the 1990s. And also the fact that it's our 25th and our minute, one of our central images is a big cake. Um, and so she was pitching us on the idea of this whole festival being this sort of decadent celebration, you know, and it really is sort of a, a real indulgence. The idea of having 160 movies land in Madison 
over basically a single week, uh, movies that for the most part uh, would not be shown in Madison otherwise. And yet people show up in droves and seem to really appreciate the programming that we've been bringing them and hopefully will continue to do so. Absolutely. I love everything about the fact that we get to, that we're living large, <laughs> we're doing it big. Um, there's lots for folks to check out. And so thanks for taking the time uh, to spend with us and give us kind of the skinny on some of the, the shows that you're most looking forward to and how people can get their tickets, all of that. It's really, it's really helpful. Thanks, Bianca. I'll see you tonight at First Look at the Fest. See you tonight. I'm so excited. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Ben Reiser is the operations director for the Wisconsin Film Festival. You can find the program schedule in Isthmus tomorrow. Tickets go on sale Saturday, March 11th at noon. We'll throw a link in our show notes. And here's what else Madison's talking about. It's happening! South Madison is getting a new grocery store. The city reached an agreement with Christy Maurer of Maurer's Urban Market to open a full-service grocery store on South Park. It's part of a bigger commercial and housing space that the city's been working on for a minute. So 300 cheers! And a transition for our UW men's hockey team. They will be getting a new head coach as Tony Granato, their coach for the past seven years, was let go after another rough season and five losing seasons overall. But Granato's tenure is not all marked by negatives as he did lead the team to the 2021 Big Ten Championship. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell someone who misses MTV music videos or your favorite VJ about us? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Talk soon. Well, the fact that someone born in 1999 is 25 is alarming enough.